0: Hey y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Southern Gal Reads. I'm Wheezy, and today we'll be talking about three books that I just recently finished, which are Cemetery Boys by Aidan Thomas, Into the Drowning Deep, and Rolling in the Deep, both by Mary Grant. Before we get started, I just want to say thank you to everyone who gave me such positive and reassuring feedback on my first episode. I'm still very much trying to figure out exactly what I'm doing, and I hope that as I do more episodes, my confidence will grow. So thank you for sticking this out with me and giving me the little extra boost I need to continue. The first book that I want to talk about is Cemetery Boys by Aidan Thomas. Let me read you the synopsis. Yadrill has summoned a ghost and now he can't get rid of em. When his traditional Latinx family has problems accepting his gender, Yadril becomes determined to prove himself a real brujo. With the help of his cousin and best friend Maritza, he performs the ritual himself, and then sets out to find the ghost of his murdered cousin and set it free. However, the ghost he summons is actually Julian Diaz, the school's resident bad boy, and Julian is not about to go quiet and to death. He's determined to find out what happened and tie up some loose ends before he leaves. Left with no choice, Yadril agrees to help Julian so that they can both get what they want. But the longer Yadril spends with Julian, the less he wants to let him leave. Cemetery Boys is Aidan Thomas' debut book, and it's already made a huge impact in the YA book world, especially in LGBTQ plus circles. And it doesn't read like a debut. A lot of first-time published authors trip over introducing their characters, but Thomas has a real talent for introducing them in a way that pushes the plot forward rather than stalling it out. Thomas also has a great handle on modern slang and teenage vocabulary, which helps make this magical book feel even more real. Without trying to sound condescending, this is probably the first Gen Z book I've read that actually feels like a Gen Z book. The characters are hilarious and deliver great deadpan lines while also being incredibly sensitive to the diversity of everyone around them. Our main character, Yadril, is trans, and I'll just go ahead and warn that there are a lot of really uncomfortable misgendering scenes throughout this book. I'm not trans or non-binary, so it's not my place to comment on how I think it was handled, but there are trans reviewers who have talked about their feelings, so I definitely encourage you to seek those reviews out and i never want to discount anyone's opinion about a book but i do want to talk about a review i saw where the person said that julian being gay felt like a plot twist and i just feel like that's an incredibly poor way to to word it um a character being queer is never a plot twist someone coming out in a story isn't a plot twist queer people don't just walk around telling everyone they meet hey my name's wheezy and i'm gay so julian telling Yadril that he's gay felt really natural to me because we have these two boys that are forging this really unlikely friendship and when yads mistakenly thinks that julian is is straight he gets corrected no plot twist just two friends who are learning more about each other the only thing that kind of made me pause about this story is that I felt like it gave its actual plot twist and bad guy away way too soon I'm not sure if other people realized it with the same speed I did but within the first quarter of the book it felt like Thomas had painted a giant red arrow that said this is our bad guy, and this is what they're doing. It didn't take away from the enjoyment of the story. I'm still always like, well, how did we get here? But I guess I was a little disappointed that there wasn't any real shock at the end of the book for me to enjoy. Cemetery Boys also touches on immigration and how Latinos are treated by the authorities. In one scene, we see how Yadrill's family is treated when they go to the police to report their son missing. Instead of filing a report, the police question whether or not Miguel was here legally and then starts questioning his parents about their status. The family is so shaken that they leave and refuse to go back because they are afraid of being deported. And one of Julian's friends in the book is basically homeless because his parents were deported and he was not allowed to go back with them because he's technically an underage American citizen. This is a super sad topic but it's also very relevant in today's world and while the book didn't go in depth discussing it I'm really glad that it was brought to light as part of the challenges and discriminations Latinos face in this country and I just want to say that Yad's cousin Maritza was a total badass and she doesn't get enough love that girl has big dick energy it takes a lot of guts to call Lady Death a bitch. I'm just saying. If you like books with magic, boys falling in love, and great big slobbering dogs, this might be the one for you. I gave this book four stars. The next book that I want to talk about is Into the Drowning Deep by Mira Grant, aka Sean Ann McGuire. Into the Drowning Deep has 13,000 ratings with an average rating of 4.02 stars on Goodreads. So, the first confession that I want to make about Sean and McGuire's books is that sometimes they feel a little too smart for me. Not that I think I'm unintelligent, it's just that Into the Drowning Deep and Middle Game were both very complex with math and science, and I felt like Sometimes I didn't grasp all the language and concepts used. It didn't take away from the story, and I didn't feel like my lack of complete understanding made me misunderstand the book. But, like, these are just some super smart books. But it's almost like you don't have to understand the technical stuff to get the meat of the story And she's pretty brilliant for writing her books that way. I'm personally always more invested in the character than the plot, but I know a lot of people prefer plot over characters, and McGuire does a great balance with both. She fleshes out her characters in such stunning detail that it should overpower the plot, but it doesn't, because the plot is so solid and the scenes are set in such equally stunning detail that reading these books almost feels like watching a movie. She does that great of a job of expressing what's happening on page. I picked up Into the Drowning Deep because it is the Spooky Bitches Book Club's September pick. (laughs) The Spooky Bitches is a book club started by me and my friends Brody, Angel, and Michelle. And it's a year-long book club centered around horror and thrillers. So Into the Drowning Deep had been on my TBR for a while, but this gave me the push to go ahead and read it. And I'm really glad I did. Let me read you the synopsis. Seven years ago, the Otter Goddess set off on a voyage to the Mariana Trench to film a mockumentary bringing to life ancient sea creatures of legend. It was lost at sea with all hands. Some have called it a hoax. Others have called it a maritime tragedy. Now a new crew has been assembled, but this time they're not out to entertain. Some seek to validate their life's work. Some seek the greatest hunt of all. Some seek the truth. But for the ambitious young scientist Victoria Stewart, this is a voyage to uncover the fate of the sister she lost. Whatever the truth may be, it will only be found below the waves. But the secrets of the deep come with a price. Sounds ominous, right? I mean, anything to do with large, deep bodies of water is pretty ominous, but this book took me down a really scary rabbit hole. I didn't know a whole lot about the Mariana Trench or the Challenger Deep, and now I wish I still had that lack of knowledge. There's really not anything quite as terrifying as the ocean, or at least that's my opinion. I think it's beautiful. I love going to the beach, and I love getting in the ocean, but that's only if I don't think about it too hard. Thinking about everything we don't know about the ocean and what inhabits it is terrifying, and Into the Drowning Deep definitely preyed on those fears. The whole plot of the story revolves around the ship that went out seven years ago and everyone on board disappeared. The only thing found was footage of an attack by some kind of sea creature, the mermaids the ship was looking for. A lot of people believed the footage was faked and that the documentary that was being made was just an elaborate hoax that met with some kind of maritime disaster. Tori Stewart's sister was on that ship and like everyone else, she never came home. So when the network that funded the original documentary decides that they want to try again in order to save face and boost their ratings, Tori signs on. She's not sure that she believes in the mermaid theory, but she wants to find out what happened to her sister. McGuire gives us an amazing cast of characters in the story that are basically putting their lives at risk for a multitude of reasons. Some believe in mermaids. Some just want to go on this uncharted part of the ocean. Some just want a shot at killing something mythological. But they all find themselves under siege and fighting for their lives on a ship in the middle of nowhere with no help in sight. That alone is terrifying. But then you add in all the scary details about these creatures and what they can do. I'll never think of mermaids the same way again, honestly. I think this whole book is actually a really great commentary about human nature. We encounter these creatures that have proven to be deadly and instead of leaving them alone, we want to conquer them. We encroach on their territory, basically walking into their living rooms and then have the audacity to be shocked when they bite. If you like the ocean, murderous sea creatures, and a varied cast of characters. Into the Drowning Deep might be the one for you. I gave this book five stars. The last book I read was Rolling in the Deep by Mary Grant. This is a prequel to Into the Drowning Deep, and as of right now, it has almost 5,000 reviews with an average four-star rating. Let me read you the synopsis. When the Imagine Network commissioned a documentary on mermaids to be filmed from the cruise ship Otter Goddess, they expected what they had always received before. An assortment of eyewitness reports that proved nothing. Some footage that proved even less. And the kind of ratings that only came from peddling imaginary creatures to the masses. They didn't expect actual mermaids they certainly didn't expect those mermaids to have teeth. This is the story of the otter goddess lost at sea with all hands. Some have called it a hoax, others have called it a maritime tragedy. Whatever the truth may be, it will only be found below, and the depths are very good at keeping secrets. I went into this novella hoping it would be centered more around Anne Stewart, Tori Stewart's sister. Into the Rolling Deep felt very centered around Tori and her feelings about her sister's disappearance, so I assumed that the prequel would give us a better look at Anne and who she was as a person. But the prequel gives us a broader scope of how many people actually died during that first trip to the Mariana Trench. I'm not sure why I had it in my head that the Otter Goddess was a small group of people on a small boat, but Rolling in the Deep mentions that there were 200 people aboard the cruise ship, which makes Imagine's decision to send out even more people to possibly be slaughtered even more monstrous. I've seen a lot of complaints that Rolling in the Deep has PG-13 gore and isn't as terrifying as Into the Drowning Deep. (laughs) And I mean, yeah, Into the Drowning Deep is a full-length, 430-page novel. Rolling in the Deep is a 120-page novella. It tells a very brief story about a modern-day encounter with mermaids and sets the foundation for the broader story that happens years later. The novella is also told through a very narrow lens. Most of what we see is what was captured by the cameras on board, sort of a found footage novella. And even without all the gore, it still manages to pack a punch. If you read and enjoyed Into the Drowning Deep, I definitely think this one is worth picking up too. I gave this one four. And that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to me ramble about books. I hope you had a good time, and I hope you'll come back.